Good morning, Gamecock fans. This is your host, Shaw Me Your TDs, with the first episode of Cox by 90. Happy Thanksgiving week to you all. Happy Rivalry Week. Happy Hate Week. And you know, this Saturday, high noon on ESPN, it's going to be Cox by 90. Now let's take a look back at one of our favorite Clemson moments in Death Valley. My God, what a hit. Boy, did that hit quiet Death Valley that night. Looking back, that would be the fourth straight win, which would go on to be the fifth straight win the following year of the decade as the Cox were rolling under the Spurrier era and had Clemson's number. Folks, welcome to the first episode of Cox by 90. I look forward to bringing you an informed perspective on Gamecock football. We'll dabble into a little bit of basketball. If baseball makes a run to the College World Series, we'll bring them back because it's been a while since we can hang our hat on that one. With it being Clemson this week, couldn't be more excited to release the podcast. Been a long time coming. Something that I'm very passionate about. Something that I believe that you all will enjoy. As I stated before, this will be an informed opinion, and there will be no holding back, as it will be Cox by 90 all day, every day. You know, looking at the Cox by 90 podcast name, shoot, it took me a while to come up with it, you know, scribbling down names here or there, Um, but who am I kidding? I'm the same guy that takes the Gamecocks every single week. No matter the opponent, I'm laying down the money on them. Whoever Clemson's playing against, I'm betting on them. It hasn't been pretty the last couple years. But at the same time, the mindset always is and always will be Cox by 90. Before we dive into the Clemson game this weekend, I wanted to look back. I know it has been a tough season for all Gamecock fans. It's been a roller coaster ride, up, down, turn around. I can't, starting off, I was there, Charlotte, opening game weekend, up two touchdowns in the second half. Defense decides it wants to play prevent and lay an egg and let a true freshman quarterback, Sam Howell, well, by the way, he's played pretty well this season, come back, give us that first loss. I've never seen a more deflated bunch in my life walking out of the stadium that day. And ever since, it's been a roller coaster. If you look at it, we've sat there. You put up 72 points against Charleston Southern. Ooh, we're feeling pretty good. We think we might have an offense. No, 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 that's not the case. Alabama comes in. Tua, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs. You name them, they caught it and took it 70 yards. Come back at Missouri, the Holinsky pick six, 100 yards. 
Couldn't have been more of a deflating play that I've seen, goodness, in a couple years. Thought we had a little momentum going to tie the game. Sure enough, makes it a two-score game. Tough loss there. Then we get a little bit of hope, a glimmer of hope. Kentucky comes in. We know what a night game against Kentucky's like. 2017, I don't think I've ever had the air more deflated out of my lungs than that night. But we break the streak 24-7, win against Kentucky. Hey, at least we broke one streak. Then we go between the hedges. I don't know how it happened. I still can't believe it happened. Izzy McQuamu is still figuring out how he caught three interceptions. And Jake Fromm hasn't thrown a pick since. But that 20-17 to 17 win gave me hope. It gave all Gamecock fans hope. And it was exciting. That was the biggest win under Muschamp. That's the one we thought, hey, this is the turning point. The season didn't start how we liked it, but we got the win. We got the signature win we were looking for, and let's build the momentum off this because we knew we had Florida coming in, and we were ripe. We were ripe for the program's upward trajectory And then Mother Nature decided it wanted to play a factor, along with some zebras that invaded Columbia that day. We take the loss to Florida, give up a second-half lead for the second time this year, going down 38-27. All right, a little bit of back to reality there. Nayland Stadium in Knoxville, I don't know what happened. I, I... I'll tell you, Jim Chaney dialed up one of the best offensive performances against Muschamp's defense that I've seen since he's been here. Again, taking another lead into the second half, and we blow the lead, and we got the brakes blown off of us. And hey, credit to Tennessee. Tennessee has played well the second half of the year. That was just something that Gamecock fans, you have to know that it's all about back to the mean. It's about back to the averages. We're never going to constantly beat Tennessee four, five, six straight times. We had beat them three straight times. Everything reverts back to the mean, essentially almost as if our win against Georgia was they pick up that win, get a nice little cupcake win against Vandy. Wasn't pretty. Wasn't something that I would go and shoot, shout to the masses about, but we got the job done. That App State game, oh my goodness. That was awful. I, you know, I have season tickets sitting around there. I've never seen the Gamecock faithful so demoralized about a defeating loss such as that one. It was, it was sad. You know, I got poor lady sitting in front of me, been a season ticket holder for 30 years, saying she's done. The guys around me, hey, this is their last year giving up. Who are they kidding? They're coming back. We're Gamecock fans. We always come back. You know, you think if you're running a business, I would want Gamecock fans as my number one customers because no matter how bad the product is, it could be the worst product in the world. They're going to line up. They're going to come back. They're going to buy it. They're going to buy it over and over and over again. I sat there and laughed at these folks. You lady, who are you kidding? You're coming back. Guy behind me, you're coming back. You're not giving up your season tickets. Will Muschamp's going to sell you that ice. Ray Tanner's going to sell you that ice. And you're coming back. 
And, and that's what I love about Gamecock fans. That's what I love about being a Gamecock fan. No matter how crappy the product is, no matter if we know we're going to get the brakes beat off of us, we're some of the most optimistic fans out there. Um, and that's why it's Cox by 90, and that's why it's Cox by 90 all day, every day. And we've got a big one coming up this weekend. I tell you, Clemson, you want to talk about beating the brakes off of people? This Tigers football team has just been whooping, whooping the competition. I know it's the ace she she, but if you look at these last couple games, my goodness, 52 to 3 against Wake Forest, pounding. 55 to 10 against NC State, pounding. Shoot, Wofford gave them the toughest task they've had this season. 59 to 14, pounding. It's it, it's been a straight juggernaut. And we I hope everybody's saying their Thanksgiving prayers this weekend because it could get ugly and it could get ugly quick this Saturday. But I I tell you what gives me hope. You look back at the Georgia game, it doesn't matter who it is, where it is. This team's going to fight. You know, I mean, we were 25 and a half point underdogs that game. Albeit we are 25 point Underdogs in this one, too, as well. Georgia was number three. Oh, wait. Clemson's number three. That game was at noon. This game's at noon. That game was on ESPN. This game is on ESPN. Folks, I've got hope. That's all it takes. It just takes a little bit of hope. And it, it's it, it could get ugly. Don't get me wrong. This thing could just get... You by the first quarter, you might be back in Gamecock Park tailgating. You might be back over there, shoot at the fairgrounds, having a good old time. But I'd like to believe that we're going to give them, we're going to give them a game. It's simple as that. Last year, you look at the stats. Brian McClendon's offense put up the most points, thirty-five points, since two thousand seventeen, and Matt Canada's. Pittsburgh-led offense put up 42 points in Death Valley. Also, if you're taking notes, Matt Canada, if there was an offensive coordinating opening to come after the season, he's a name I'd jot down, folks. He has a daughter that goes to Carolina. It, You know, I don't know what happened at LSU, but I do know that his Pittsburgh offenses, his offenses at NC State, they put up the numbers. And there is no doubt about that. They were putting up the numbers. They put up the numbers against Clemson. And that's – if I'm looking – if I'm Will Muschamp and I'm looking for an offensive coordinator, he's a guy that I would keep an eye out for. Clemson's depth chart, I, I'm taking a look at it right now. My goodness. Five stars across the board. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be the number one overall pick next year. There is – you, if there was a for sure bet to take, that is the best bet. East of the Mississippi is Trevor Lawrence being the number one overall pick next year. 
Travis Etienne, he will be the first or second running back taken off the board this year. I think it's a close call between him and DeAndre Swift. Um, it matters what the team's looking for. Very similar in regards to breakaway speed, um, but he's a stud. T. Higgins, five-star out of Tennessee, just swooped in the Volunteers' backyard and took him. He's having one heck of a season. He'll be a first-round draft pick. Justin Ross, straight out of Alabama, took him. The offensive line, senior-laden, studs all across the board. Only senior they don't have, Jackson Carmen. He's a five-star. He's the one, if you remember back, Dabo told him, hey, Urban doesn't have that much time left at Ohio State. Sure enough, Dabo the prophet, he predicted it, and he came. Their defense is loaded. Xavier Thomas, five-star defensive end, stud. Niles Pinckney, Whale Branch, Beaufort, my hometown. He's been having one heck of a season. I'll tell you, this Tyler Davis kid is a freshman. I've watched the film on him. He's the next big thing. He is the next big thing. I'd be a lookout for number 13. He might eat our guards lunch on Saturday. They've got stud linebackers. Isaiah Simmons, he'll be a first-round draft pick. A.J. Terrell, pick six. I mean, it's – Darion Kendrick converted quarterback from South Point High School. They had him playing a little bit of wide receiver last year. They've got him playing defensive back now. And then Tanner Muse, older brother of Nick Muse, our transfer from William & Mary. Heck, he was having a heck of a season before he went down. Um, I'll be excited to see what he has next year and years to come. And overall, top to bottom, their depth chart, depth across the board, five-star, 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 sprinkle in a four-star here or there. They've recruited well. They have absolutely went in, evaluated well, coached up their talent well, very little attrition from that program. You know, as much as I hate to say it, Dabo, he, he's got it rolling up there. Uh, excellent assistance that have sat there and just dialed up and taken Chad Morris's offense and even taking it to the next level. <sighs> Saturday's going to be tough. I, you know, I'm going in it. I'm a, I'm a cautiously optimistic Gamecock fan. And at the end of the day, um, we're up, we're down. It, it happens. And, you know, as I said before, things do revert back to the mean and life just in general Clemson's beat us five straight I'm not saying that we're gonna win on Saturday what I am saying is that it's hard to see them winning six seven eight in a row without us getting one sprinkled in there so this Saturday is gonna be a test it's gonna be a test for everybody. It's going to be a test for our offensive line who has played like crap. Let's just put played like crap the past three games. It's going to be a test to our running game. I want to see Feaster back. I do. I think he was having a heck of a season. I was excited to see him clip the thousand yard mark. I think he's got a, I think he's got a little something left in him for the Tigers wide receiver, I, this is where I am just speechless. You've got Brian McClendon, who you're calling your ace recruiter, 
and we can't stack up talent at the position knowing that we've brought in three four-star elite 11 quarterbacks. It's just sad. It is. You know, every time Helensky's trying to get into a rhythm, dropped pass, dropped pass. Free defensive lineman or linebacker coming through the hole, blitzing. He's throwing off his back foot. Just has no time. So, I mean, it's going to be a test for everyone. And then our defense, J.C. Horn, Izzy Mukwamu, you're going to have to play the games of your life. You're going to have to play as you did against Georgia. I will tell you, though, I've been watching this Clemson team. They'll do exactly what Alabama did. They will, if we're going to play that prevent defense, play 10 yards off the ball like we did against Georgia, just try and keep everybody in front of us, they will bust the seams wide open on us. And it, it just can't happen. You're going to have to get aggressive. You're going to have to play man coverage. You're going to have to make yourself believe deep down inside that we can go up one-on-one against their wide receivers. I'll tell you, my favorite player right now is Jamie Robinson. Hands down, that guy is Goon Squad 2.0. He is DJ Swag 2.0. He's all over the field. He might as well have his hand in your back pocket when he's running around. The guy plays with swagger. He looks like swagger. I mean, give me five Jamie Robinsons in the backfield, and I'll tell you, I, we'd have a stud secondary. Our defensive line, I've been impressed. You know, I, I've been impressed. John Scott Jr. coaching the boys up. DJ Wanham, Aaron Sterling, Ken Law will be a first-round draft pick. I've seen promising things out of Rick Sandage. Zach Pickens will be a stud. He's coaching the boys up, and, and I love it. I love to see development, and we'll have Kier Thomas back this game. He is one I'm hoping we get back for next year. He's, a, he's one that would, in that first recruiting class, he was, a, he was a huge pickup, and he has been a contributor the last three years. We're going to need a good senior voice on that defensive line to continue to grow, and we're going to need to get a lot of pressure on Lawrence. It's going to – we're going to have to dial up the blitzes. It's – you can't sit there and try and keep everything in front of you like we've done in the past because we are going to get the brakes beat off of us if we try and come with that approach. We got a chance. What chance is that? You know, ESPN, FPI predictor, it's a 7% chance. Hey, 7%. So you're telling me there's a chance. Regardless, hey, have fun. This game, it's you could trash talk all you want leading up to the game. That's the best thing about college football. I don't care if we're 0-11 coming into this game. We could trash talk all the way up to that kickoff. And then, heck, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road, and we'll see what happens. But I tell you, it's a good time tailgating out there. I look forward to tailgating in Gamecock Park. It'll be an early one. <sighs> Noon games, I but at the same time noon games is where we've had some of our biggest wins in the past georgia this year florida two years ago nah don't sell me on the noon games and we prepare early in the morning is why we play better but i wouldn't mind a sleepwalking clemson team coming in there just a little bit trying to still squeak their eyes open 
Uh, and we'll see what happens. I um, this is going to be a game. It'll it'll it's going to test. It's going to test every gamecock in you, every ounce of gamecock that you got. It's going to test you because this could be a game. I could see Dabo just with the way our program has been the last couple weeks. Haslam dropping statements off, Tanner dropping statements off, no real job security for Muschamp, no statement being put out there. This is an opportunity for him to say, hey, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to beat the brakes off of you. And it could get, this could be, they could put up 70. They could do a Cox by 90 in reverse if they wanted to. I don't think it's going to happen, but I will tell you Dabo is not going to take the foot off the gas. If you saw last year, they scored that late touchdown to make it up win by 21 just because of the fact it's a recruiting pitch. At the end of the day, the closer we get to them, the more hope we can pitch to prospects, the more hope we can have for, hey, we might have a chance Dabo don't want to give you a chance. Dabo wants to just sit there and put all into that hope, and he could do that Saturday. This Clemson team could do that this Saturday. We've got talent. There's no doubt about it. We've got talent across the board. Will that talent be prepared this week to come in and play up to their abilities? I would like to think so. I would like to think that Muschamp, is coaching, and and he should have already been coaching for his job coming into this game. T-Rob, I want to say, come on, just give me what you got. Just throw the cupboard wide open. Throw me the Campbell's soup cans. I don't care. Give me everything you've got. Throw blitzes. Throw different schematics at them. I don't care what you need to do. But let's just make it look as if one time our team was just a tick more prepared than Clemson's was coming into this game because it hasn't looked like it for the last five years. I will say one reoccurring nightmare I've been having over and over and over again is a sea of orange in Williams-Brice Stadium on Saturday. Any and all Gamecock fans listening to this podcast Please don't sell your tickets to Clemson fans. Please. If you need to send them my way and I got to buy them, whatever I got to do, I just, it's a reoccurring nightmare and I hope it doesn't happen. Um, And I don't believe we're going to let it happen. But at the end of the day, Clemson fans, they travel well. They'll take their little $2 bills with their little paw prints and they'll stamp them all over. And they'll come and invade Columbia. They'll bring a bunch of orange. They'll bring a bunch of money. And they'll put up 70 points if, they, if we let them. So I just don't want it to turn into a second home game for them. The, the last thing I want to sit here and see is that they're just having home games year after year, regardless of what stadiums it's at. Again, I don't think we will do it. But it is a reoccurring nightmare that has been coming up, as I see on Facebook and all the ticket platforms, Big Spur, Gamecock Central, Carolina fans selling their tickets. These Clemson fans, they'll disguise themselves right up. They'll throw a Carolina hat on. They'll make you believe. And sure enough, when you plop your little tail down to those tickets, you'll see that orange and purple just rattling down, coming to sit next to you. I know. it's it's. I, we've seen them in our stadium this whole year. I don't know... It, it, it's mind-boggling to me. I, 
Clemson has the same game time. They're playing another team, and there's still Clemson fans in our stadium. It's mind-boggling. It's like they're just there. They're everywhere. Their flags are everywhere. It's But I tell you, just don't sell your tickets to Clemson fans, please. If you got to eat them, eat them. Do whatever it takes. Um, But that is one reoccurring nightmare. You know, later on, I'm going to drop a prediction in my next podcast coming up. And, you know, again, cautiously optimistic. Am I going to sit here and say we're going to win? No. Am I going to say we're going to give them a game? Yes. Am I telling you there's a chance? Yes. Did I just talk myself into believing that we're going to win this game and that I might predict us to win? Hmm, maybe. We'll see. But, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to this podcast. I enjoy you all that have listened and tuned in for this first one. Again, long time coming. I love talking about the Gamecocks. And what better time to release it than this Clemson week because there's going to be a lot of talking going on. So appreciate you all tuning in today. Please follow me on Instagram, Cox underscore by underscore 90. I'm also on Twitter, Cox underscore by underscore 90. And I've even joined a little bit of the TikTok game. I'm having fun with that. Cox by 90. Go check out a couple of those recent videos I've been putting out there. Had a little fun with the Georgia fan Saturday night. Because I tell you, it's great to just see that one loss right next to their record right now. But I appreciate you all tuning in. More to come. This is going to be fun. We're going to have guests on the show. We might have your average Joe. And who knows? Might stop in. But at the end of the day, it's Cox by 90 all day, every day. And I appreciate you all listening. Let's shake this place.